Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. We would like to thank W.J. Pierce for creating and performing our music. Good evening, and welcome to Thorn and Cross on Night's Live. We're your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne. Thank you for joining us. Uh, before we introduce our guest tonight, um, I am going to, I got to tell you, our latest novel, The Ravencrest Saga, is available now in ebook and paperback, and we're deep into the fourth Ravencrest Hell Shadowland. Uh, we released Ravencrest in serial form first, and you can download parts one and two and three today. Uh, part three is Shadowland Dark Dreams, and it just came out this week. And here's Tamara, who's going to tell you a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, a dark elemental has escaped the forest to stalk the land of Ravencrest Manor, and now Riley Doring, keeper of the Raven Woods, must do anything he can to stop it from hunting Belinda. It's unsuspecting prey. To protect her, he must reveal secrets that been, have been his alone for centuries. Belinda isn't quite herself these days, though. Her senses are heightened, as are her passions. She thinks not only of Eric Manning, but casts her eyes once again on Nathan Aubrey, Eric's handsome driver. There's no peaceful sleep for the inhabitants of Ravencrest either. Some dreams warn of peril, and others promise pleasures unknown. As Belinda stands at her window, gazing out at the raven woods, she longs to take a midnight swim in Nyad Pond and meet the woman who beckons to her. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Uh, <laughs> if you want to catch up on the Ravencrest saga, you can get book one, The Ghosts of Ravencrest, book two, The Witches of Ravencrest, and book three, Exorcism, uh, all available in paper and ebook at Amazon and everywhere books are sold. All right, again, you're listening to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. Uh, you can learn more about what we do at our websites, alistaircross.com and tamarthorn.com. You can visit our mutual blog at thornandcross.wordpress.com, or if you tweet, our handles are at crossalister and at tamarthorn. Uh, you can visit our Haunted Nights Live page on Facebook, and uh, if you Instagram, you can find us at, at thornandcross or my own Instagram account, which is at official underscore alistaircross. For more information on the show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at AuthorsOnTheAir.com. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, LLC. And tonight, uh, without further ado, uh, well, let's introduce tonight's guest. I'm very thrilled to announce uh, Ronald Fuller Welch. Uh, he was born on March 3rd, uh, 1948 in Dyersburg, Tennessee. He grew up living in several states and attended Clemson University and the University of Miami on a basketball scholarship. Afterward, he joined more than 20 other members of his family, the largest of its kind on the planet, in their chosen lifestyle of professional wrestling. At six foot nine and 260 pounds, he is a very successful business wow. entrepreneur that created and operated four professional wrestling companies, two minor league professional hockey franchises and teams, and an ADT dealership that was at one time the 12th largest in North America. Uh, however, as fascinating as all of that is, and as busy as that must have kept him, he has also written a book, <laughs> and we are going to talk about that tonight. We'll talk about the other stuff, too, but uh, this book is titled Brutus, and it is uh, the result of a, of a dream he had uh, one night, and it took two long years to put into paper. It is his first book, 
And, you know, without further ado, welcome to the show, Ronald. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm doing great. Thank you all so much for having me on. Ah, uh, you we're, are we're welcome. Happy to have um, you. Yeah. Absolutely. The first thing I got to the first thing I got to ask you, this is it's just fascinating. I, you know, you just you don't think author uh wrestler. They just, you know, you just don't think those things. <laughs> but this is so you come you come from a long line of wrestlers. You're six foot nine. That's just crazy. But uh, wow. you come from a long line of wrestlers, and yet you've just you've you've now written a book. I, I I'm dying to know. Can can you tell us a little bit before we get into the book itself? Can you tell us a little bit about your history and how it led you uh, to writing a book? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I've been I've been in several different businesses as you kind of described already. I was in wrestling for a while. I got into hockey after I retired from wrestling. I didn't know anything about hockey and. Had great success with it. Uh, got two teams, uh, started two teams from uh, from scratch, basically. Just bought a franchise and, and got out there and uh, made those uh, uh, successful. My wrestling companies were successful, built four of those. And uh, as you said, I got into ADT after about seven years of retirement and living in the Florida Keys. I decided I wanted to go back to work, and I got into another company that I didn't know any in the business. I didn't know anything about security business, and uh, and became uh, we we became very large, twelfth uh, largest, like you said, in North America. And so then, you know, I had this dream in in 2000, and actually 1998, I had a dream one night about a lion getting loose. And I lived in Knoxville, Tennessee, on the edge of the Smoky Mountains National Park. And mm-hmm. I had a dream one night about a lion getting loose in the Smoky Mountains National Park. And I dreamed all, uh, the entire night about it. And when I got up the next morning, I, I said, I got to write this book. I got to write a book. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, I'm kind of crazy that, you know, the, uh, the dream must have really impressed me. Uh, because, you know, I just started on it. And for a couple of years, I worked on it diligently. Then I got into so many other things that I uh, just kind of left it in the drawer. It was probably 75% complete. And then I went back uh, just in the last uh, year and a half, two years, and and completed it. And uh, it's quite a project being an author. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> – I've done several different things. But i tell you what, being an author is pretty tough, Uh and, you know, it's a, it's it's, it's yeah. really different than the businesses that I have been in previously. That's for sure. It sounds like right, it. Right. <laughs> now, when you oh. when you um, started writing it, did you did you plan to publish it, or was it something that you just wanted to get out? Like you just felt like you had a story that that needed to be told, or was it something that you thought, "Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this." Well, when I first started, I guess like a lot of writers, I mean, I, I thought I, I liked the story. I liked the dream. And then I just wanted to see if I could uh, start piecing it together. And uh, the longer I worked on it, the more the more the story grew. And then I reached right. a point to where, you know, I said, geez, I, I might have something here that I could that I could uh, turn into a book. And so I obviously pushed for that. Uh, at one time I had a publisher. Uh, I had an agent, and uh, you know, I was pretty close to having it published. And uh, I just, uh, I, and then I got into that point into ADT, and I just kind of dropped the book and and started into another company and another business. 
Uh, kind of got off track, right, right. I guess is what I would say. But uh, I really, really got into the writing. Uh, I had never done any writing before, and I had a pretty big home uh, in Teleco, Tennessee. It's right uh, just outside of Knoxville in the mountains, in the edge of the mountains. And and uh, I, I went to, I'd go down the basement every night, and I'd write sometimes uh, from, you know, 10 o'clock to 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning. I ended up writing a lot at night, but the more I wrote, the more I liked it. And, and uh, so the story just uh-huh. caught on with me. I mean, it just kind of, it kind right, of, right. it kind of directed me after a while. You know, and that's, that's wow. actually in, in our experience in, in our experience, that's a surefire sign that you're, that you're, you know, kind of, you know, doing what you On need the right to do. Track. Because it, it, yeah. 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 Because it, it really does. And, and that, that begs the question now that it's done, how close is the book in terms of plot uh, to the actual dream that inspired it? Oh, well, in some in some ways it's it's very close, um, but in other ways it's it's quite quite different. Uh, uh, and and I don't know how much of my story to tell, but uh, basically, you know, my dream was about a lion that was a man-eater in Africa. My book begins there, too. And the, this lion is a man-eater, and they've been trying to catch him for two years. And and uh, and he, uh, he once they catch him, they uh, send him secretly to an American zoo. They send him to a zoo in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, he, they don't know they've got a man-eating lion. They just know. And he's a huge lion. He's the he's biggest lion ever in captivity. He's a monstrous lion. And he's killed many people in uh, Africa, but no one in America knows his history. And uh, then uh, he eventually uh, gets gets uh, escapes from that zoo. And uh, once he escapes, he escapes into the Smoky Mountain National Park, which is only about 30 miles from there. And he escapes in a way I think that uh, that's possible that it could happen. I mean, some most of the story I think has real possibilities that it could actually happen. They. They haul these animals uh-huh. in the animal carriers, and and uh, this one happens to have a wreck in the Smoky Mountains National Park, right in the middle of the park, and the lion gets released, and and then uh, oh, you know the book ta- book kind of takes off from there. But uh, there's a lot of things that in in the story that take place in the early part of the book that I did not plan as being part of the book. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I end up with a. This is it has a little bit of a deliverance figure in it. Uh, you know, oh, the, mm-hmm. the, uh-huh. one of those one of those really extremely Appalachian kind of a psychotic guy that ends up working <laughs> in the zoo, and uh, and he ends up in charge of the lion, and uh, he's going to be uh-huh. responsible for the release of the lion. Actually, he and he's going to follow the lion once it gets into the park, uh, and uh, you know the. Once it's in the park, uh, you know, the obviously the lion's going to do what a lion does, and especially one that's already a man-eater, and he's going to uh-huh. start uh, killing people, and, and uh, you know, then everybody gets involved. And the huge search <laughs> involves the uh, biggest in the U.S. history uh, because, uh, you know, the Smoky Mountain National Park is a... It's pretty rugged terrain, and, and uh, it's uh-huh. a huge park, and, you know, it's hard to find all the people in the park. You know, to get them out, to even warn them that there's a lion loose, and so it's uh, it's pretty right, interesting, right. and uh, it's an unusual story, and it could That's possibly exciting. happen. 
you know, that's that's yeah. that's the part that intrigued me, you know, that this could happen yeah, totally. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. We what have mountain you, lions come down say? from uh, uh we, we have mountain lions come down in California a lot, but uh they're pussy cats compared to this guy it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, this this is a big bad boy, uh, a true African uh, lion that uh, has uh, killed yeah. uh, uh, probably 30 people in Africa at least. And uh, and they finally trap him. And rather than kill him, the people that trapped him, uh, they don't believe in killing animals. They provide animals mm-hmm. for zoos worldwide. And, and uh, they made a mistake, captured him. And then uh, uh, it's a quite, quite a plot there as to how he gets to America and how he ends up in that zoo. And uh, eventually, so fun. eventually mm, yeah. it turns into a lot more than just that. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know if if y'all may not be aware. I now did a lot of research before I wrote the book. When I had the dream, uh-huh. I went to the zoo in uh, Knoxville, and because I was a wrestler, they knew me. And the the carnivore caretaker just he was a big fan, and he would he just let uh-huh. me ask questions. I would go and see him every three or four days, and I would ask uh-huh. him questions about. And I found that the lions that are man eaters. Uh, they get uh, they get hooked on human flesh. They don't want to eat anything oh. else after a while. So this oh, wow. zoo, this yeah, lion arrives at the zoo, and he's yeah he arrives at the zoo, and he's he's got he's not going to eat anything. So he's beginning to starve, and and the Appalachian uh, the, the the hillbilly I guess is a good way of putting it uh, gets <laughs> so involved that uh, he ends up uh, providing him this the only thing he wants to eat. And uh, and the serial killer <laughs> develops in Knoxville, and then <laughs> later it, on, so it's got a little bit of everything in it, you know. Uh, but I love it. it. But it's we, good we need story. to read this book. <laughs> you horror, adventure, thriller—that yes, all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 that makes me wonder what what was the hardest part about writing this? Looking back on it, what was was there you know any place where you were really stuck? Uh, what was the hardest part? Uh, geez, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really encounter a hard part. Uh, uh, the first part, I didn't want to. I, I never thought that the direction I was going to end up going that uh, I was going to have a, <laughs> a guy that in the zoo himself, himself that was going to get uh, so obsessed with the lion that he's just going to, and he realizes the lion's about to starve, and then he finds out the secret from Africa of why, <laughs> and then he he goes to the extreme of of providing him the food he needs, you know, and uh, right. so it's uh, that part of it, I guess, is probably where I struggled a little bit because I got to thinking, you know, wow, this story is really, it's really becoming something that I didn't expect, but it <laughs> it just, it, for me, it worked. I mean, I guess that's where you are right, as a no. writer. I mean, you know, you, yep. if it's work, yep. if it, if you feel it and you think it's good, and and you you want to go with it, then I don't see any reason to fight that. Yeah. No, my first no, book, I don't know much about it, but uh, that's the way I felt about it. Yeah, my instinct. I kind of followed my instincts yep. once that yeah. once the story started developing. Like I said, it kind of took me, rather than me writing mm-hmm. it, it almost wrote me. It's like, come on, hey, this this is what we need to do, and uh, so oh, it's uh, it's a different type of story. I don't think uh, people yeah. will love. Uh, We'll find many of this type of story out there, but uh, oh, it's, it sounds it's like I say, it could happen. 
it could actually happen someday. It sure, doesn't absolutely. mean there'll be a man-eating mm-hmm. lion that gets loose, but there could be some type of large animal that gets loose when they're being transferred from one zoo to another. And uh, and uh, so that's kind of what happens in this book. Right. Wonderful. Right. So do you, yeah. since, it has, since it has so much, you know, because I'm, I'm hearing notes of, you know, um, action and adventure, uh, uh, you know, thriller, horror, course, horror. Yeah. yeah, horror. What do you What do you think of it as? Do you Do you categorize it at all in your mind, or? Uh, yeah, I would. I think of it as an action thriller. I mean, uh, yeah. Once the the once the lion uh, gets get, escapes in the zoo in the middle of the Smoky Mountains National Park, I mean, uh, once he gets loose in the park, uh, he just uh, it's it's at that point just. Well, it kind of just flows from there. It it really has a lot right. of action to it, and and a lot of people obviously ah. get involved in a thing like that. Big search. You got the FBI. You've got uh, you got the park rangers and the park people. You can end up with the National Guard because the lion <laughs> goes into Gatlinburg. He actually goes into the city. Uh, so you know it's a. Uh, it's it's uh, it's like uh, two two parts of the book. Uh, first part's pretty crazy. A uh, young guy out there uh, feeding a lion that's a man eater. And the second part, the, man, the lion's going crazy in the park. And uh, it's a it's a page turner. I guess that's what you'd call it. I, I love think it. it will keep people's wow. attention. Like and they're going to really want to see fine. what happens next. It definitely oh, sounds yeah. like it. Um, uh, I'm now. On top of on top of this, on top of everything else that you've done in the in the, in the book, uh, the one thing that we did not mention is that you you also um, host a few podcasts, right? Um, can you tell us about those? Yes, I do. Uh, I come from the largest wrestling, the largest and oldest wrestling family and on the planet. Wow. Uh, my grandfather started uh, wrestling in 1920. Uh, professionally. Wow. And uh, I got more than 20 people in my family that are wrestlers or referees or wrestling promoters, owners of wrestling Uh companies. Uh, And so I have uh, all those years of experience and I do a stud cast, stud cast. Uh, My wrestling name was Ron Fuller, the Tennessee stud. So I called my (laughs) podcast, the stud cast, and I basically tell the story of my family from my grandfather all the way through to the end of my wrestling career. I've been doing it for three years, and I've got probably another six years to get to the end of my story, from my wrestling story. Uh, so, wow. So, and I have a, I have a pr- pretty pretty big audience, a huge audience, basically, you know, as, as for a wrestling podcast. And then I yeah. do a, once a month, I do a three-hour special special one called Super Stud Cast. And it's a pay pay product. Uh, it's a Patreon product, and uh-huh. uh, and, I, and I talk to I I just uh, during those I just actually speak to uh, to actual wrestlers. In fact, uh, one of my last ones that I did was with uh, Mankind. It was with uh, Mick Foley, the the wrestler that uh, is an author and had he's an author and got several books out. No, and uh, oh, wow. so so I'm I'm dealing with all kinds of different people. Uh, I talk to big time wrestlers and people that are recognizable, and uh, Andre the Giant. Uh, I do stories on him. <laughs> right. and, you know, so so it's a it's a it's called the Studcast, and uh, 
it's a it's Arcadian Vanguard is the name of the podcast company that produces it and and uh-huh. uh, and I really enjoy it. It's it's kind of like the, the writing a book. It's telling a story every week, and it's my family story, and it's my personal story, and and uh, and a lot of people say I'm I'm the best best storyteller in wrestling. That's what they call me as the best storyteller in wrestling. <laughs> nice. But uh, my book <laughs> Brutus, I think, is a better story than my wrestling stories. No, I mean I, I consider <laughs> it to be the best story I've ever told. Is in is in the book, right? And, uh, uh-huh. So, and where uh, where can a, we get where can re- listeners find out more about Brutus or buy? All right, uh, I mean obviously it's on Amazon, uh, and uh, it's under either Brutus. I mean Brutus or Ron Fuller Welch, either of those will get you uh, in there to where the book is. I also have a website. It's uh, I do uh, I sell lots of things on my website because I was a wrestler for many years. And my uh-huh. website, website is tnstud.com. And on that website, you can get the book. Uh, you can get an autographed a copy of the book on the website. It's the only place you can get that. And uh, so uh-huh. and I have on, the, on my website, I have uh, the Studcast page. I have a Super Studcast page. I have all different types of places they go. I have my own store. I call it the Stud Store. And if they go the there store. on the website at TN, <laughs> there you go, Stud Store. Mm-hmm. So if they go to tnstud.com and uh, just click on the Stud Store, they're going to find uh, they're going to find the book there. In fact, it'll be the first thing that comes up. Then they can pick just the regular book, or if they want it autographed, I'll autograph it for them. And and then obviously it's on Amazon. Uh, they, it's with Kindle there, and they, everything else. Just exactly mm-hmm. how Amazon normally sells their books is basically the way it's done, and uh, it's Perfect. all real exciting for me because I've just I've never done anything like this, and, and uh, I feel like I I feel like I put a lot of time and effort into it, and and mm-hmm. I feel like I got a great story. I mean, uh, well, that reads it, I believe when they finish, they will yeah. go. Yeah, you sold us. Yeah. Are you thinking yeah, of writing anything like else? It. Maybe sometime. Right. Uh, I'm going to. I, I think I'm going to write my story, my family's story. Right. Uh, nice. You know, they've uh, they've been right now. It's uh, 2020. My granddad started mm-hmm. in 1920. My family's been in the ring wow. for 100 years. So oh, that's wow. really in the good. ring. Yeah. And, uh, and it'll be the story of the Welches, the largest family in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, and nice. but I don't know how long it'll be before I get to that. <laughs> I may get into another business before that happens. Who knows? (laughs) Well, good luck. Well, when you do, when you do, you let us know. You keep in touch, and you let us know, and we'll we'll have you back to talk about it. And you know what? Keep in touch anyway, and we'll have you back anytime. It's uh, you know, it's been it's great meeting you. I'm I'm glad that we. I'm glad to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you too, and I, I really appreciate you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. All right. Thank you for being on. And uh, again, for the listeners, the book is Brutus and it is available now. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Ronald, for being on. And until next week, we wish you haunted nights and sweet screams. Thank you for listening.
Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. Thank you. 